God, I thank you for this morning and I thank you for the, the beautiful uh, songs that we were able to sing to you. And you are a God who is so worthy, far beyond anything that we can even begin to imagine. And so, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this time that we have to be together as your body. And Lord, we just pray that you would bless each person who is here, all of those who are joining us online. And as we look at your word, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead and guide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me uh, uh, read the scripture uh, from today. Uh, it's uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, and we'll begin in verse 14 and uh, read through uh, verse 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power, of, at, at power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Uh, I was thinking of these verses and I was just kind of uh, processing through over the last uh, couple of weeks after uh, Pastor Brock had asked if I would share the word. And, and um, I, I just get a sense over and over as I read and as I've listened to uh, Brock's messages and, and, and just kind of thinking through this whole book of Ephesians that Paul is going through these sufferings and he's afraid, he's concerned for those who have trusted Jesus as their savior, that, that they might get discouraged and they might turn away because they don't wanna have to face those things or they don't wanna have to deal with that and they don't wanna, they don't wanna have to, to uh, see Paul get destroyed and, and they probably uh, maybe have been made aware of, of what all has happened coming up to this point. And so he's writing to them and then he, he'll tell them about some of the things and then he seems like he kind of slows down and he says, okay, but don't get discouraged. Don't worry about it because you have a savior who is above all of these things. And he says that repeatedly. And uh, as you look at verse 14, for this reason, for what reason? Well, the reason, the things that he has laid out before, which is, uh, goes all the way back to the first verse of the, of the book dealing with the things that uh, God can do for us and God had done for, for him and, and has done for so many. We're reminded that sinners are saved by grace and that grace is not something that we can conjure up, that we can make up, that we can come up with and even the strength and courage to be able to believe does not come from us. One of my favorite uh, or some of my favorite verses in Ephesians and actually in the Bible are found in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So 
when he's talking about these things in these verses, he is uh, pointing out that the faith that we have to be able to believe doesn't come from us. It's something that God has given to us through the Holy Spirit. The, the message that we receive, we can't necessarily comprehend on our own. It's the Holy Spirit working in us. And it's amazing through these verses, through what we see in, in really the whole book of Ephesians, is how the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit working together within us and helping us to comprehend, understand, and then recognize how it can apply and work in our own lives. And I find that to be very encouraging as I read those things. Um, we, we, we have a, a dependence, right? I mean, I hope you all agree with this. We all have a dependence on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Because without that, and, and one of the things that I really have appreciated about Brock is he stood up here a number of times and said, hey, I, I'm a sinner, right? He recognizes, like, I hope you all do, that we're all sinners who fall short of the glory of God. And I appreciate that, and I, I recognize that in myself, that you know, just about the time that I'm starting to feel pretty good about some things, and you know, like, hey, I've been doing pretty well, and whatever, all of a sudden, you know, I get this thought in my head, and it's like, oh, man, where did that come from? We, I, I share this periodically with our group that meets a, a Tuesday morning Bible study. You know, uh, one, one of the places that I struggle it seems like the most is when I'm driving down the road. And I don't know if it's my old law enforcement head or whatever, but I'm driving down the road and I, and I see some crazy driver doing something really absolutely stupid. And, you know, if that starts to go through my head and it's like, okay, Satan, get out of here. Because without me recognizing that, I could easily go down a road where I get angry and frustrated with people and that sort of thing. And that's, that's been uh, a problem that I've struggled with for many years. And I think we all need to come to that point where we recognize our own weaknesses and our own failures. Because then when we come to Scripture like this, we recognize our need uh, for a Savior who can take care of us through those things. Um, we're, regu we're regularly, regularly reminded here in the scripture of, of those things. I like what I read here in verse 14. Because of all of the things that he has previously told them, our need, our dependence, our issues, our problems, whatever might be going on with the Ephesians, he says, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. He's saying, I'm getting down on my knees and praying for you, church. You Ephesians need prayer, and I am getting down on my knees and praying for you. And I hope that when you read something like that, you're encouraged, because I want you to know that the elders, the leaders of this church, regularly pray for this church. They pray for the people here in this church. Regardless of where you are in your spiritual walk, you're being prayed for and cared about. I, I would... I would uh, I was going to say bet, but I don't want to use that word here. Um, I would guarantee you that during this weekend, during the elder retreat, they have prayed for Bethel Baptist Church. They've been praying for each of you. I'm sure they've been praying for our leadership, for our, our staff that we have here. But for you as individuals as well, that God would bless you and encourage you during these difficult, difficult times. I think that Paul, as he's dealing with these things, he's, he's, he writes to them about some of his hardships, some of his difficulties, and he says, but I'm getting down. I'm getting down on my knees and praying for you. 
You need prayer. Is there anybody in here today who does not need prayer? Okay, because if you did, I was going to have you come up and take over for the rest of this. Right? We, we all need prayer, don't we? I mean, prayer helps us to hold fast to our belief and our, and our uh, strength can only come through that, uh, that blessing. Um, in verse 13, Paul had said, So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. He's concerned that they're going to lose heart, so he gets down on his knees and he's praying before the Father. And he says, The Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Everybody who calls themselves, who is believer in Jesus Christ, you are the Son of God, the daughter of God, you are the children of God, and you are part of his family, his glorious family. But you need to trust and believe in him as your Savior. Verse 16 says, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Do you see what that's saying there? That, that in spite of the stuff that's going on around you, in spite of the, the difficulties and the, the issues that are out there, in spite of those things, according to his riches, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit. That power is that power to be able to pursue, to, to press on, to, to be able to move forward in your spiritual walk. You can't conjure up enough. Because just like I described to you about my riding down the road and Satan is whispering in my ear something, Satan is probably whispering in your ear even right now as we're reading Scripture. As you're reading Scripture, do you ever have times where like, I don't know, how can I believe this? You know, like, that it pop into your head and it's like, wait, wait a second, where is that coming from? As I was preparing for this, the last two days, I've been reading the end of Exodus and the beginning of Leviticus. And what happens during that time? Moses is up on the mountain with God. God has led the, the Israelites out of Egypt. And they are going along and they can see his cloud in front of them and in, a, in the daytime and the fire by night. And, and, and it's, it's a clear visual for them. Moses goes up on the mountain. They can look up there and they can see that cloud up on the mountain with Moses. And they said, oh, by the way, hey, Aaron, come on over here. Make us a, make us a, a, a God that we can worship. I read that and it's like, what? They can see, quote, see God up there. And then I'm reminded, but Hank, <laughs> you remember what you were thinking about? Remember what you did? Do you remember what you said? Whatever, right? I'm no different than them, and I hope you recognize that you aren't either. And we need encouragement like this, that, that according to his, rank, his riches and glory, he will grant us the strength and power in our inner being, so that, in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. A faith that comes from God, a faith that can only be given to us through belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have that faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth 
and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What a, what a blessing to read something like that and to recognize what God is doing and has done for us. Um, it, it, it's a, for me, is always an encouragement to read that. Uh, he, he's, Paul is dealing with struggles. He's dealing with issues. But he doesn't appear to be discouraged at all. He appears, when, he, when you read something like this, it appears that Paul is so strengthened, so firmly in the hand of God, that he will not allow anything to discourage him, destroy him, or cause him to question. His desire for them and, and for us as well is that we may know the love of Christ and to put our faith uh, in that together we would experience Christ's love. When we have put our faith in him, we experience Christ's love, which is a love that, that is beyond our ability to fully comprehend and that's a, part, a big part of what he said. The, the uh, other blessing that comes in, in these verses, um, we may be strengthened to comprehend uh, the breadth and depth and length and height of God. Doesn't mean you're going to fully understand all of that. Doesn't mean, but you're going to have that inner strength and ability to hold on to that, to grasp that and to continue to hold on to that. Um, so we, uh, we as believers would be strengthened with power. The power of God, not our own power. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad that, that your faith and, and your following of Christ doesn't depend upon you and your power and your ability? It depends on our belief and trust in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit working in us, dwelling in us, holding on to us, moving us forward. With that, we have a hope, we have a promise, and we can move forward in that. When it says that to know the love of Christ the surpassing, that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I don't know about you, but when I think of comprehending who God is and what God is and all of these kinds of things, when I think about those things, you know, I think about, okay, I read through the Bible every year. I have for probably 20-some years now. Um, I uh, tend to Bible study regularly. I read uh, other scripture. I read, uh, you know, commentaries, I do, which I'm, I'm sure many of you do the same thing, where you're in the Word, you're studying, you're, you're looking, and yet I have to tell you, that there are many times when I'm in the word of God and it's like, wow. God, you, you are so much greater, so much bigger, so much far beyond my ability to totally comprehend. Does it, I don't know if the rest of you experience that or not, but, but God is so amazing. He is, his love for us in many ways, if you think about it as a, as a human, you know, from a human thinking standpoint, his love for us, that he would send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross for you and for me. For me? I don't deserve that. That's way beyond my ability to, to comprehend how, where does that love come from? That, that's a special love that only can be in God. 
God who created us. As you think of, of creation, uh, I don't know how many of you were, were uh, able to see the sunrise this morning. Sam mentioned it. I, I almost stopped my truck out on the highway as I'm coming along. I, I, you've probably, those of you who have heard me before know that I'm, I'm just fascinated with sunrises and sunsets. I, I love to take pictures. I, I, I stand in awe of, of sunrises and sunsets. The beauty, to me, reveals God to us. I can see God because of seeing those things. And yet, think of, think of that, how, how huge that is, right? Like, I'm driving down the road in my truck, and, and I come to a point where I'm seeing the sunrise and it looks like it's right here in front of me and yet I know that it's way off. Only God could create something like that for us. So only God could decide before the creation of the world that he was going to, that we were going to be sinners who would fall short of his glory that he would have to make an atonement for us. He would have to make a way for us to spend eternity with him because he knows that we would fail and fall short of that. And so he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Do you ever, do you ever stop and think, you know, like Brock is up in the front and he's, and he's preaching a message and he shares about Jesus Christ and him coming and dying on the cross for you and for me. Do, do you, you ever stop and think about that? Like, why would any, why would God leave heaven God the Son, leave heaven and come here for me. And that's a big part of what Paul is trying to get across to us. And, and I think, he, he, you know, he says in verse 8, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Do you agree with that? that that love surpasses your knowledge because it certainly surpasses my knowledge. I know how unworthy I am. And yet, Paul is saying this, that this pertains to all the, the families, every family in heaven and on earth that is named after Jesus. Everyone has that amazing understanding. It's an understanding that is actually beyond our, quote, ability to understand, but the Holy Spirit reveals things to us. And one of the things that I have noticed over the years is that the Holy Spirit reveals new things to us periodically as we're in the Word or we're in church and we're listening to Brock or, or we're in a class listening to Dave Thomas or whatever, whatever it might be that you're, you're listening to something and all of a sudden, wow, wow, I had never thought about that before. Why? I wasn't ready for it before. But now God gives me that ability to comprehend what he has done for us. And it is huge. And it is overwhelming and it is magnificent, and it is wonderful, and it is something that we really need to have faith to believe. And that faith doesn't come from us. That faith comes from the Holy Spirit dwelling in us as believers. 
So let me go to verse 20. Paul kind of, he, he's, he's, he's done a teaching here up to this point. He's, he's kind of talked to them about who they are and where they are and what's going on and where it all comes from. And then, then he kind of shifts gear and he's, he's glorifying God. He got down on his knees in verse 14. Now he's, he's, he's glorifying God. He says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Notice that last part. That It's not just for the Ephesians at that time. It's not just for uh, the church 100 years ago. It's not just for the church in, in wherever. It's for all of us who believe forever and ever. It's a... It's a promise and a hope that we have because of his finished work on that cross and 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 even if we don't fully totally comprehend all of what's involved with that we still have that promise and that hope within our hearts and within our lives that we can rely on we can count on and we can trust god for so sometimes you know the the term earlier was you know to ask or to think we don't always have the ability to, to even think about what those things are, but God has the ability and reminds us over and over again who he is. So to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask. I don't know about you, but on a regular basis, I'm in prayer and I, I ask God for things. I ask God for healing for somebody that I, that I know needs healing. I ask God for salvation for somebody that, that I know. And I'm really uh, happy for this uh, session that's going to be coming up to, to help people to learn because I had a conversation this week with somebody who, who we were talking about, about this very subject. And, 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 you know, and I said to this person, well, do you know if you were to go and talk to somebody and try to share your faith, would you know what to, to share? And this person said, well, no, I, I really don't. And so we talked through some of that, and I encouraged that person to, to learn more about that. And one of the ways is to attend a class like this. If you're, if you're in a place where you're, you've got some friends or neighbors or loved ones or, or whoever, and you would like to share the gospel with them, do you know how to share the gospel? And, and, and that's basically just, doing, do you know what, where salvation comes from? Do you know how we receive that salvation? Get in the scripture. Look for those things. Because he is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask. As we ask for somebody's uh, salvation, God can work through us. And you know, and, and sometimes what's always amazing, and I, I love to hear stories about this kind of a thing where, where you know, somebody has been praying for somebody that they would come to know the Savior or, 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 or a neighbor or a friend or whatever, and all of a sudden you talk to them sometime and they say, wow, you won't believe this, but I was doing such and such, and all of a sudden my neighbor asked me, you know, what does it mean to be a Christian? Why are you a Christian? And they're able to talk with that person about what it is that happened in their life. And, and that's a big part of what this is talking about. To him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask. And to think. 
I, I don't know about you, but, but sometimes, you know, even now, as long as I've been a Christian, as long as I've, I've preached God's word and things, there's times when I have to think, how am I going to tell somebody about Jesus? But the beautiful part of that is, is that sometimes I open my mouth and the Holy Spirit just comes in and speaks into that person's heart. And later on, I'll look and say, where did that come from? I'm certainly not that smart that I would have thought to say that to that person. You know, there's been times when, when I've been counseling with somebody who's you know, struggling through some horrible, difficult, difficult things. And, and all of a sudden, out of my mouth comes something and, and a piece of advice for that person. And you can see they're, all of a sudden it just like clicked with them. And that's an example for me of more abundantly than all that I can ask or think. The Holy Spirit can work through you if you're open. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you're open to him leading, he can do it for you. And then in verse 21, to him, God, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. We are in a generation right now where it is very, very difficult. I'm 74 years old, and I can tell you that in my 74 years, I think back of when I was, when I was in the Army, you know, in the late 60s, and everybody hated us who were in the military because of what was happening in the Vietnam War. And people, we would walk down the hallway at, a, at a, some place, or we'd be in an airport or whatever, and people are swearing at us and spitting on us and, and that sort of thing. You know, they just hated us. And then I came on the police department here, and I, I'd be driving down the road, and all of a sudden, you know, I'd hear, pigs, pigs, you know, hollering from, you know, and there'd be a crowd of people. And, and, it, and it was like how things were viewed. And I compare that to what's happening now, and it's like, it, it feels to me like it's worse now. Things are horrible right now. And I feel bad for young people growing up. And young people who are here, the world is going to try to confuse you and to try to drive you away and pull you away from Jesus Christ, but hold fast onto your belief and your trust in him because i got a promise for you. I've read the rest of the book. God wins. We are on the winning team. In the end... No matter how horrible things appear, no matter how bad everything we look at out there is, in the end, God wins. One day Jesus will come back and he will take with him all who believe and trust in him as their Savior. And we will reign with him in heaven forever and ever. But while we're here on the earth, we have a mission. To trust, to believe, and to glorify God in all that we say and do as we interact with other people. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the people who believe and trust in you. And Lord, for those who are confused and doubting and wondering, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and into their heart and life and help them to recognize who you are and to help people to surrender to Jesus Christ, not because of anything I say or anybody else says, but because you're working in their heart and life, that they may trust you for salvation 
that they may spend eternity with you in heaven. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.